Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact sn snapshots now Welcome to episode 267 of the SND podcast show Stephen Danny Venner here what's up boys uh much how's it going guys hope everything's been going well with you too yeah things are good things are good um, quick shout out, Ryan Hafner, 36 points as of right now before the Monday night game. And that's because his defense gave him 10 points in fantasy football. It, it's the worst. It's, I mean, and he has a lot of injuries and people on buys. I think it's the worst fantasy we've ever seen in my life. Like you gotta be able to pick guys up and fill in something. Well, you know, he drafted AJ Dillon. And then when I told him, <laughs> no, they won't use AJ Dillon. He's like, oh yeah, they will, and they didn't use AJ Dillon shockingly, <laughs> like like I told him on draft day. But that's fine. Okay, granted, he has Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders sitting on his bench. Okay, they and both Beckham were out. Beckham got hurt. Okay, Thielen was off this week, so he had guys who were off this week. J.K. Dobbins was on a bye this week. That's another running back. Was, right. He had Latavius Murray, who he could have played, and Tyler Boyd. At least hit fifty. You gotta hit fifty in fantasy football. <laughs> you gotta break a hundred in fantasy football. No, 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 no. On a week you know, like this, PPR, I think you gotta break a hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, is he the only one? To, yeah, everybody else. Well, I don't think anybody ever had under forty in fantasy football then ever. No, unless like you really don't look, and we know he looks. So it's just like wow, that that hurts. When I saw that, I was like, did he just give up? Because he was <laughs> he's one in five at the moment right he just like and he's the one who brought up the keeper question so it's like okay maybe he was giving up at that point yeah i don't know but (laughs) oh good times (laughs) i'm glad i kept on peppering him about uh david johnson last week whatever he's gonna keep his boy michael thomas and that's all that matters well we're not even doing the keepers yeah we're not even keeping so it's fine (laughs) um all right, cool. So, with that being said, uh, we got a packed show today. We got some football. We got World Series. We got Steve Cohen, which I had a revelation the other day reading Newsday about oh boy, it. Boy, that's never. It's going to be interesting, which we'll go over later. Um, with that being said, Vin, I'm sure. How's the rabbit hole coming? Uh, the rabbit hole is not. <laughs> I just really wanted to see like. Okay, so this all started with a conversation about the World Series and how, I mean, not necessarily just this year, but in general, um, as the starting pitcher role has decreased, people don't, you know, run out their starters, the same three guys in a series, like kind of like we're talking about the Braves with their big three, even though some research shows that they did use a fourth starter a few times, but mostly just the big three pitched. And just relating it back to Kershaw and his, um, uh, he pitched, he's pitched fine, but it's not, guys aren't going to throw each other innings in the playoffs anymore. It's just kind of not what happens. Um, so I was trying to see, they like, barely even pitch eight innings during the, the season. Bench. 
I know. I was trying. I was trying to see which one of the big three was like the best postseason pitcher. I think it's Glavin, but there's no like succinct way to find this, so I just kind of gave up. <laughs> okay, and we'll go over the World Series in a little bit, but uh, we're gonna do Twitter topics. Let's let's get let's get on that Twitter. The Twitter. Mm, one thing that caught my eye today was the uh, Phoenix Coyotes or Arizona, whatever. The we're bully. Gonna, like, what? What, are, what do they do? So, so the guy that they that that Alex Trebek drafted, okay, came out publicly and was like, "I was the biggest bully on my team towards African American players." And he was like, he admitted in a public court that he was, yeah, he was but, the ringleader of a, of the bully ring on his team. So, and one of the issues is like not issues, but one of the things is the Coyotes were. Um, punished for like some kind of they were working out draft picks illegally this season and i think they lost their second and third round picks this year and their first next year and their first this year i think they traded for taylor hall so they didn't have any picks till the fourth round so they picked this guy it was their first oh yeah it was in the fourth round. Didn't draft him. for some reason i thought it was out no i think that was that the jets did that i think Ottawa. no ottawa did that because they had like 15 some, picks in the first somebody round. did you know, um, yeah, he had to be Canadian because he's yeah. very Canadian. So, he, I was, I mean, my first thought is, did they just not do enough research? Like, it's a fourth-round pick. This seems like something that should pop up. But, um, yeah, just dumb things from dumb organizations was basically, that was the first thing that popped up. So, I was just going through that. We're not going through news. The election's coming up. Two <laughs> topics are going to, we're avoiding <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, let's stay far, far away from that. Um, we're going to get into the World Series. A lot of this is about the World Series. Do you want to just start talking about the World Series? Might as well go right into it. Might, might as well deep dive into it. Okay, so um, Saturday Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday yes. night was The fun crazy. ending. It was, and it was one of those games, I don't know, I, I, we missed, obviously we missed last week. I was working overnight, so I was ready to go to sleep. I was like, I got to catch up on some sleep. And then, in like the sixth inning, they started going back and forth. I said, "I'm guy. I gotta stay up for this one, because it's ha- something's happening here." And they continued to go blow for blow through the next five innings, and then had that unbelievable. Uh, it, it, that was a Met-like loss. That like the guy oh, yeah. falls down, and I, you you didn't have to throw it home. You could have just ran at him, and he would have been dead to rights. But then Muncie throws it away, and it it's it, it'll probably hurt less if they win, obviously. And now they're up three two, but that was a, a a crazy one. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. Um, I got the alert that said like Bleacher Report. Um, hey, check out what happened in World Series. What an ending. And of course, then you go on Twitter and you see the side by sides of Lucas Duda throwing the ball wide too. Yep. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I was like, "Why <laughs> ricochet shot for no reason?" Um, it was just a bad play by the center fielder. He he went to that ball ready to throw, and just right. and just botched it. It was one of those like the wideout is already thinking of. Okay, I gotta juke this guy before the ball's in his hand. 
So it's like in his hand and and it just goes. So it's just one of those like crazy plays that, you know, if Tampa ends up winning the series, which they're down 3-2, they're off while we're recording. Um, If they end up winning the series, you're going to look back at that and be like, wow, you don't make that error. And then it was funny because I saw something. It was like a knock on Kelly Jansen. Like the guy wasn't even standing behind home plate. Yeah, he well, he should have been backing up home plate. Yeah, like he got the when the, the ball dropped, he kind of like just I think he just stood there. Well, he kind of like did one of those like oh my god type of reactions, like, which is fine, but still, kind of thing, right? but like still, as soon as you see the ball botched in the outfield, get behind home plate because you know the other guy's about to try and score. If he backs that up, the guy's laying down on the ground. Between second and between third and the plate, you tag him. I think it was two outs, so the inning's over. Yeah, it was, it was two outs. Um, also, that put him in the first place for the most blown saves in World Series history with four, breaking the tie with Therese Familia, who had three <sighs> in one postseason. Well, luckily, he won't be in another one. <laughs> oh, I mean, he'll be in another one. When he wins I, one with another team, it'll be great. Correct. Um, no, it's. <laughs> I, I saw that and I was like, I forgot about that three blown saves for one, for one second. Oh, I, I I never forgot those three blown saves. Trying to talk about it. Um, but so last night, obviously after the craziness of Saturday, uh, last night the Dodgers bounced back, uh, led by Kershaw, and. Again, we were saying before, he's not pitching phenomenal. You know, he's not the, the, the dominant regular season pitcher. Even he was this year. He had a great regular season. Or he, you know, he's been over his career. But I think regardless of what happens, it can't be his fault. So I don't know if the – he's never going to, like, you know, get rid of the stigma. But if – they win this series, I think it'll at least put it, you know, at bay, which is kind of why I'm rooting for them. I, I, yeah. Who, Kershaw? Kershaw, right? What? The stigma is a little too rough. If you really look back on it, yeah, he's had his moments, but the biggest moment of him getting quote-unquote lit up was when now we found out that the Astros are cheating. Like, that should say something, you know? Uh... I wouldn't say that because there was also time, plenty of times before that going no, into that I, year. I know, I, yeah, I know. I wouldn't I call know. that the biggest one because there were plenty of times where they had better teams than they had a couple of years ago. And if he just pitched better, they would have been better. So this is something I've, I've kind of looked into a little bit because it's obviously, we you know, there's, like we said, a stigma and it's, you know, hot takeness and that kind of stuff. It's Everybody looks at it like, surface level if you go into each one of these starts it's he gets blown up it's like one bad inning it's like it's five shutdown innings and the sixth inning gets blown up or six four shutdown innings the fifth inning gets blown up and that's how that it was pretty much all of the times leading up to that astro one and i i kind of agree with danny because that was the one where i, they, I think they had a four nothing lead or three nothing lead they had some kind of lead and i'm like this is it he's got to shut this down now and I, they were up in the series at the point, I think. And like they would would have put them in the driver's seat. And then obviously that crazy game in, in in Houston happens. 
and you know Guriel, I think Guriel hit the first home run off of him, and all kind of you know snowballed from there. But I agree, like if if he that was the one where they like, like they didn't swing and miss no, it a single yeah, one of his curveballs. Right, he he's far from perfect in the playoffs, but I think I think the whole situation would be a lot different if looking back on it now, and it was a straight up regular game against the Astros, and he did pitch well because he did come in out of the bullpen in Game Seven and pitch pretty well as well. So, yeah. like there's some, there was some there was something funny about it, uh, but. He by no means he's the greatest playoff pitcher of all time, but I think he's getting a little too crushed because I think he's pitched enough big games and won that it's like, all right, like I'm not saying he's LeBron, but like he, it's a little LeBron-ish, you know. Where at at the moment he's throwing 189 innings in the playoffs and he's got a 4.19 ERA. Again, like you said, it's not great, but um. It's just not what we're used to seeing from him. Right. Kind of what the issue is there. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of rooting for them just mainly for him, Justin Turner. Yeah, like, Justin, I've always liked Justin Turner, so sure. I, hope, I hope he wins. And another thing I was kind of thinking that, like, in the year where we're going to look back and probably, you know, a, a good amount of people will try to discredit this season in all the sports, I think the Lakers winning – Tampa winning, the Dodgers winning. These are all teams. Obviously, the Lakers were the most talented team we, we kind of figured. And the Tampa and the Dodgers have been knocking on the door for a half decade now. So these are not like I wouldn't it wouldn't it's not like like Leo winning the Oscar for whatever that stupid movie was. But it kind of is that. It's like they've been getting there. Let's give them the COVID shortened one and and move on. Right. Yeah. So, I, I'm a, I agree exactly what you're saying. But... So like discredited probably not because because baseball is the one where i'm like this season doesn't count like this is ridiculous but the dodgers deserve a world series so let's just give them this one and, and move on um anything else on world series before we no it's been entertaining and it's the the race how much have you guys actually watched because um, i've only really watched saturday night uh yeah i watched Mostly Saturday night and the games leading up. I didn't watch a second last night because of that was a good Sunday night football game. Yeah, I'll be same. honest. Um, speaking of football, OBJ's out for the year. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad. It's, it's sad. unfortunate. Although Baker Mayfield didn't throw an incompletion once he got out of the game, so no, was... and and yeah, <laughs> and it, 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 those people it are a, gonna. It's, it's a coincidence, right? Like, there's something up with that. I see. I, everybody knows it. He's a tough guy to get along with. It seems like. Yeah, he he's that guy. He's Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That guy's whatever he does, and I I was the biggest Odell supporter, and whatever he does, he's just not going to be happy about it. And like, like him taking off his cleats two weeks ago in the loss against the Steelers, just Odell doing Odell things, and like. Just when is he ever just gonna just like step aside of doing all those things and just doing what he can do? Like we we know what he can do. So ah, sad for him. And he, last week he also got banned by LSU for two years. So that sucks for him too. For the whole uh, national championship fiasco of him handing people blatantly handing players money after the championship games, so <laughs> which is. He, and slapping that one guy on the ass. 
Oh, the cop on the ass. Yeah. Just yeah, slap the cop on the ass. That, I mean, obviously they kind of had to do it. But I'm, I would. Well, you saw they, they you saw them ba- uh, bring that out at the same time. There was something else going on. Fishy happened as well with recruits. So they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Look, oh, look into it. Such an NCAA thing. So like, eh, let's ban Odell for two weeks and like let's wipe the the recruiter thing under a rug while uh, while we suspend Odell for a bit. Of course. But college football's back. I'm happy. Big Ten, good win from uh, Michigan on the other night. So good for you, Steve. Um, like the thing with big win by Rutgers, more importantly. Oh hell yeah! Way to go, Rutgers. (laughs) Michigan State. Who did they beat? I'm not Michigan State. Who did Michigan beat? Michigan beat Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota, right? I knew there, it was like a, it was the like four o'clock game, right? Oh, eight o'clock. Seven oh, o'clock. it was a late game, right? Yeah, seven thirty. Like, yeah. That's the thing with college football. I watched in college football, but the games, like, it has to be like a marquee matchup because the games haven't been like, like super great yet, but they're slowly coming. Well, here's the thing: you always what we're so used to is those like Alabama versus. You know, Tennessee State Junior College. Yeah, thank God we didn't get those this year. We didn't get them this year, but now you're going to start getting all Big Ten. Like, the Big Ten season started. The the SEC season basically is now officially, like, completely underway. Like, you're going to get all the marquee matchups that you want to see on a weekly basis starting now. Right. Because you're getting all the top schools. I don't even know who's, like... The second best team, because like Bama. LSU's, yeah, it's I gonna mean, be Bama, Bama, and unfortunately they lost their top wide receiver for the season on a freak injury. But yeah, it's gonna be those two teams, and then if Ohio State goes through the Big Ten, it'll right, be Ohio those State. three. And then unfortunately, I hate saying it, but hopefully Clemson beats Notre Dame. As much as I don't like saying it, but Notre Dame has no business being in this discussion as well. So that fourth team is going to get killed by whoever the first seed is. Unless some miraculous way Notre Dame beats Clemson in two weeks at Notre Dame. So it's right, Notre Dame's ranked like fourth. Like third, but, like, but it's because, because nobody yeah, has to play. Yeah. yeah, basically. Basically what it boils down to. And like all the Notre Dame had, like, granted they opened it up on Saturday against Pitt. They All they have is a running game and that's about it. Their defense can be okay. But they haven't played anybody yet, and they had that big uh, COVID breakout. So it really boils down to the game against. It boils down against the the game against Clemson in two weeks, because it, it it's all that matters. Because the ACC is meh at best, and Clemson Clemson has been beating the crap literally out of everybody, and they had a scare against Syracuse for a bit, and then they opened it up at the end. They pulled one of those. Wait, we have to play. <laughs> right, right. Oh shit, we should uh, we should do something about that. But listen, if you want to bring up Clemson, you got to bring up the quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah. I'm gonna tell you it, and I'm gonna say this again, and I'm gonna keep vouching for this. That poor kid needs to stay in school another year. It's just one of those things. You you can't go to that that you can't go to the Jets. I, I well he could also pull an Eli Manning. I think that I don't think you can anymore. Play. There's no like 
There, it's a set contract, so what is it going to really do for you? He could just not sign. He could just not sign his contract and then have to sit out a year, and it just wastes time. But literally, you know. Hey, listen. Herbert because, was supposed like, to be number one. What was it? Two years ago. Who? Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stayed an extra year, and, you know, did he fall in money-wise? Yes. Is he in a good situation, though? Yes, he is. You know? Yeah. And But, like, but the thing with him, it's a little different scenario. Because, like, Oregon is in, the like, a different conference, and, like, he could he Like, there's work for him to clearly do for, like, all right, he needs to do X, Y, and Z. And then he thankfully didn't get hurt and did X, Y, and Z and brought them to the Rose Bowl and won the Rose Bowl last year. Like, there was room for improvement in the college game for him to do that. That's that's going to be the one thing with uh, Lawrence. Just, like, what else can this guy do in the college game for him not risking it all next year? Well, well, God forbid. No, well, I, I, here's, I get here's the other, Here's the other thing behind it, right? The one thing that the good coaches, the good recruiters in the NCAA do, right? The the Urban Myers in the day, the the uh, Sabins, the the Davos, right? What they do is they don't recruit top notch quarterbacks, they recruit top notch offensive linemen and get those secondary, those third, you know, in two thousand eighteen, you know, remember he was splitting time when Deshaun Watson left to start that season. If he doesn't, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't take off at that moment, we don't even, we're not even talking Trevor Lawrence right now. At least for his freshman year, right? We don't know. Maybe, what if the other guy takes off? Now, it's his team instead of Trevor Lawrence's. Who knows what Trevor Lawrence does then, right? So it's like, you're literally just putting him into a situation where you're just looking to sell his jersey. That's all it comes down to for the Jets. My my issue with him the, the going back to school stuff is this: they're the team picking number one is very rarely going to be a stable franchise. It's not often you get a Peyton Manning getting hurt and the Colts are picking one, or, right? With Andrew Luck, yeah, right. Or the Giants stinking, and you know, well, they were picking four at the time, but whatever. A, a scenario like that where. You get a stable organization. You, you can trust that they're going to find a good coach and, and protect you and that kind of stuff. I The other options for him right now, at least top pick-wise, are Jacksonville and Atlanta. Like, those are the other bad teams. Uh, unless somehow the, the Jets decide to win games. And, which they're not. Which they're not going to – they're not. If they didn't beat the Dolphins the other week, which I don't know the Dolphins are actually decent now, but like I, they're gonna win maybe one game if that. I don't even I have to look at their schedule. The Jets. But like unless somehow the Pats, I'm gonna be talking about this. The Patriots just tank and get the first pick somehow. That you know that's the most stable situation you're going into. Besides that, you're gonna have to be Joe Burrow and get beat up a little bit. I mean, it's just this is the See, situation my, you're in. My thinking is the thing is with Atlanta. That, in all fairness, they're just going through a rough spot. Because think about it. A couple of years ago, they're the most stable. They're one of the most stable teams in the league. A couple of years ago, 
You know, who who are you talking about? Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, yeah. Listen, Atlanta's just one they, of those. They may be teams. at the point where get flip flop, trade Matt Ryan, get Trevor Lawrence, and bam, things can start turning around right away for them. The thing is, unfortunately, it's the defense every week. <laughs> every week, uh, right? Matt which Ryan is why, company. like. Which is why, like, if he can go there, the offense is already there. Think about it, he's getting weapons. Right. Now he now they could just kind of focus on the defense when it comes to the offseason. And bam, you're back at it. Because I think at this point, Matt Ryan, I think as much as good as Matt Ryan is, I feel like he needs a change of scenery. Because how many times can you play so well mentally and and never and not win any of these games? Especially after the Super Bowl, right? It's just what's the guy got to do? Like him and Julio, I feel so bad for him and Julio. Yeah, I, it's just I don't, I don't think it'd be worth it for him to go back. Yeah, I, like like I was like I said before, like he's not he's done as perfectly as he can possibly do on a college game that it's just like now we all know how much how football is you're you're playing with so many live bullets that are you gonna waste the year making millions and millions of dollars just to play a free game in college just to make it to the college playoff again I, i don't know but then again they could lose the college playoff again this year and him wanting to go back that's that's obviously ultimately his decision, but if you're going to be making millions and millions of dollars and you're going to get killed making millions and millions of dollars, you might as well get paid doing it. You know what I mean? It's it's just one of those weird scenarios of just like, yeah, I don't know. It really depends on the player. Like like with Herbert, like, yeah, it sucked that he didn't go, but they, for his sake, good thing he stayed. Like, there were still things he needed to work on that were like, all right, well, Good thing he didn't come next year. If everything goes to plan, he'll still be a top five pick, top ten pick, and he will make that money up. Like there, there's differences, you know. Wasn't it the same thing with Luck though? Like, because I remember Luck, he stayed for his senior season, right? Oh uh, yeah, he did stay. Yeah. Matt Leinard stayed also. Well, that was a mistake. Was it though? You know, it, it's really funny too because people. So if, Luck, if Luck comes out in 2011, he's a Panther instead of or or a Bronco, I guess, because Cam went one, so he's one of those Panthers, Broncos, Bills. So I mean, those aren't terrible organizations. Like you said, he got lucky and you know came out and went to the Colts. Right, but Angel looks also weird, and he stayed for school purposes as well. Yeah, he's just a different cat, um, as we've seen. But yeah, Liner fell right. Where he end? He went to. He went to Arizona. Yeah, which was like eleven. I think he went. He went like ten. Yeah, he went like ten or eleven. But then, but then they also signed Kurt Warner at that point. So, but the thing with. The thing with Leonard, he's like the Alabama quarterbacks, other than Tua. He he's like the Alabama quarterback, and basically all the quarterbacks that went to Miami. 
and Brady Quinn. They're like, oh, yeah, he's a great college quarterback, but in the NFL, he's going to be meh at best. Yeah, And I mean, sure enough, he was. It's extremely rare that, like, the big-time schools QB is a good NFL. Like, if you look around the league, it's like, you're getting more of those secondary like, schools. Like Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech. Right. And, and like, like Texas we, Tech. I remember watching it, but they would lose by like the most heartbreaking fashions, but they scored 55 points. Right. Because they, like, okay. they didn't play defense. Oh, yeah. That conference plays right. zero defense. But yeah. Texas Tech is a fine school. They're not competing in the playoff. Like, Cam won the national championship, and that's kind of it recently. But yeah. You yeah, haven't heard about Cam, Auburn since. The, the crazy thing with Cam is it would have been interesting to see with Cam if he didn't get arrested in Florida and then transferring, having to go to JUCO and then going to Alabama. Um, I mean, Auburn. Right. Because he would have been, yeah. But, like, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the, all the big, you know, obviously Brady went to Michigan, but he wasn't. No, that but yeah. Might... It, I remember, it was Drew Henson. But, but, yeah, he was battling it out with Drew Henson. So right. he wasn't even getting – he was a six-round pick for a reason, you know? Right. But like you said, Pat went to Texas Tech. Rodgers went to Cal. Before this year, Wentz and uh, Allen went to yeah. – North Oklahoma. Dakota State. Oh, North right? Dakota State. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's it's just one of those – Breeze went to Purdue. Like, it's not big-time schools. Right. Basically, Burrow right Bur- now. Yeah, Burrow's right now right. out of LSU. Right. Joe, trying to break the mold. Which he seems like he is. He's, I mean, I love oh, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Burrow, Burrow's, he's not Listen, the that game was a lot of fun to watch it. The watch on Red Zone yesterday. The battle for third place between the two of them for the next 10 years is going to be a lot of fun, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I think with Joe Burrow, he's, he's, he's spicy enough that, like, Maybe if they get something going, and now that there's the extra wild card team, that they could sneak in at least once or twice. I mean, yeah, he seems to. I mean, he seems to have a you know a good chemistry with T. Higgins, so that's like a future thing they can build on. AJ's kind of the corpse of AJ Green right now, and but he's still producing. Marvin Lewis isn't the coach right. anymore. Did <laughs> you see um, Carlos Dunlap yesterday on Twitter? Yeah, he's trying to sell his house on. T- Twitter as soon as they lost it. And when you lose a game like that, it's like it is heartbreaking. But we know they were going to be bad, and it's probably best that they're bad, and they go on, and I don't know. This is going to turn into another top 10 pick for them, which is going to turn into, again, starting to build that line. Starting to build somebody on defense. Still their right tackle there. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. So, they're going to be in they're in a spot where it's their franchise players there. Right. Do enough and just keep moving forward. And they got him a receiver and they got him a running back. So he just to just keep, keep him up and play some defense. Right. Right. And like and that division and and that division's basically wrapped up anyway. Right. So, well, yeah. And how much longer do the Steelers really have like but the thing with the Steelers, they're the Steelers, though. They're they're that organization. They'll it, like they'll suck for a year or two, but like they'll they'll do such a good job drafting and signing players. Wait, that, that goes like, back to the conversation before of those good franchises, right? That when they're, you they're, pick early, you want to be a part of because you know you're going to be right. Like like those rumors with 
what Ben just said with like watch them get like Sam Darnold and like and like he'll like groom on their big Ben yeah. and then like it'll be Tannehill all over again. Right. Oh yeah. We yeah. Dan- Darnold's gonna be Tannehill all over again. I I could see it. Somebody they somebody tweeted the stats, which I, it was crazy. Um, since he became the starter, he's twelve and three, and it's like it's like a thirty-eight to five touchdown interception ratio. It's wow. basically like Rogers twenty fourteen level stats when he won the MVP. It's like almost identical. It's crazy. Well, and like you having think, a two hundred and eighty pound running back. That just, I know, you know, but but, but there's still but he's still able to throw the ball when he needs to, and right. like. Like that's the crazy thing about college football, how how Old Miss had uh, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf <laughs> as their leading wide receivers, and they didn't throw the ball every down, right. and they still sucked. Like that's what the craziness about like college football. It's but like we think of them even last year as like they're gonna run the ball, they're gonna play defense, and like their defense kind of stinks. And I mean Derrick Henry still Derrick Henry, but like. He's carrying. He's the leader of the team. Like he, they are the offense is the team now. I think. Right. I mean, they also but, they gave up a lot of points to the Steelers, so it might be a little. Because yeah, Steelers just have weapons everywhere. I think, yeah, but I then think they also gave back all. They also got all those points back. Honestly, this yeah. This, honestly, the Steelers and the Chiefs are the two teams in the AFC. Talk about Looking it. At it and like, talk about a player who fell off the face of the earth. Gaskowski. Oof. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That guy, that guy never missed a field goal in New England. And right. that, that Belichick scouting brain, like he misses that guy missed one one field goal in in camp probably one day, and he cut him. Yeah, he was like, nope. That was, I mean, we always talk about year too early, year too late. That was right on time on that one. <laughs> he he he's if easily the best eye in sports. Like, um, yeah. If he gets rid of somebody, they're gonna they could have one or two good years, but it's the you know. all we gotta say is Nate sold there for us, Steve. And then <laughs> um what was the linebacker he traded to Cleveland? Oh uh, Collins, but he came Jamie back. Co- was it Jamie Collins? Yeah, but he he, he signed him back. But like, the, no- right, but that was like after he struggled for three years and And the first one I remember this I mean this feel this is forever ago. This is like it was two thousand eight, I think. But they cut Rodney Harrison like right before the season started, and I was like, "They cut Rodney Harrison?" And well, they never... did that with Lawyer Lawyer Malloy. They they yeah. done it literally every high law. Like they just goodbye. Well, basically that, that's, a, that's also a, a cap NFL thing a lot. Also, those right before the season starts, right? Yeah, cuts because a lot of those guys they come into camp. You know, like the Giants were banking on Soldier being there this year to kind of groom. Thomas, and then they were going to cut him before the season started because of cap. Right. But he opted out instead, so it kind of like didn't work into the favor. But still, it was one of those like, why wasn't Soldier cut the entire off season? And then you started thinking like, okay, cool, we just drafted a a tackle, let Soldier kind of like groom him a little bit during camp, even though it'd be the other side of the line. You know. I don't know, same side of the line, right, Danny? Well, yeah, no. Same. Well, they would have both moved him to the right side, start off the season and career on the right side, and then move him next year when they cut him. Oh, okay. Well, they could have done that before the season started. It all depends on what was going to happen. But again, it yeah, doesn't matter yeah, anyway because of the. At the end yeah, of the day, we would have been captain. They were going to have basically they were going to battle off the right left side, and then the loser would go on the right, basically. Um, but yeah, that but 
Battle check doesn't like it's like. You know, it's interesting because like, are they a team that gathers a bunch of draft picks and trades up? But they low key suck at drafting. I mean, there was that. They stretch. they suck at drafting early. Well, there was well, that they, stretch they that... never they never draft in the first round. That's the thing. There was a stretch where he had two first round picks every year and just didn't make them. Like they would just keep going back and going back and going back. Because there's no reason why the team has no talent. And it started last year offensively. Yeah, there is zero offensive talent, to be honest. Like, Jules is banged up now, and that's it. Like, there is no one. There's no one else. It's all part of that evil plan. He's going to end up with Trevor. Somehow they're going to end up with Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) He's going to purposely lose both games to the Jets. Well, one of the games is uh, week seventeen, so it should be interesting. Or did they already? Or was the Jets? Or did they no, beat the they Jets already? Yet. They didn't play him yet. Yeah, they haven't. He's gonna purposely lose both those games so he could be zero and two and be behind them. I don't know if Cam is uh... but the way Cam's give... playing. They're not gonna have to try very hard to lose. <laughs> if he plays like he did yesterday, it'll be perfect. Cam. Let's be fair with Cam. He also is coming back from COVID. COVID. But he also. Hasn't thrown the ball well against anybody but the oh, yeah. it's been all who, season. who yeah. you and I could throw the ball well against. Right. It's been two. It's he's back two games already since COVID. No, I think this is his first. Isn't this is his first game since. No. He came or back last play, week. They played Denver last week, right? Yeah, and he played. Yeah, he played. Yeah, they had a rough game, but and but they lost by field goal. How long the COVID? Right, he could still be feeling lasting effects. Look at the guy in Jacksonville. The running back. Right. Yeah. Speaking of disaster franchises. Um so yeah, the uh good to see some snow yesterday in Denver. That was I mean, I got literally excited. When I when I read zone, I was like, Let's go. <laughs> when I got that alert at like one o'clock that said snow in Denver, I'm like I can't wait for all the next bleacher reports to come out that say guy on field with no shirt, guy on field with no shirt. And, like, they were all on the field with those shirts. Yeah, when did that become a thing? I know the Giants That's always been a thing. It's always been a, it's always been a tough guy thing. No, I blame the Giants. I, I blame the boat boys. <laughs> right. That was, their, that was their extra kiss up to the devil gods. And for like, yep, we're getting our asses kicked today. Uh, but yeah, um, it feels like it almost feels like they, that year and that season didn't happen for the Giants the way. They oh, it, it didn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> oh, they probably, they probably and, better off. It didn't happen to be honest. And honestly, um, we speaking of that season, the best part of that season, unfortunately, he's out for the season as well with injuries with the Washington Football Team. Uh, get well, um, Landon Collins. Is he out for the season? Did they make make that announcement? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty uh, sure it's Rog. Yeah, it was Achilles. Achilles. So our if personal be, favorites. Forced the fumble, or he got the safety yesterday. One of the two. Yeah, no, he forced it. Yeah. It looks like oh, Debo's out. Debo's out this week. For for the 49ers. Playing Uvin. Thank you. Also, it looks like Justin Wilson's out this week too. Going on the. Now, talk about a running back. Disaster. Yeah, I think 
Tevin Coleman's supposed to come back this week, though. They have Lou Laminello doing their injury report, so you never know. Because they said Morsak could be out anywhere from two to three weeks to five to six. Um, good for good for the Niners for being decent again and not having the Super Bowl hangover. They said it. I said it last night. That entire division is making the NFC playoffs. Oh, definitely. <laughs> is that because, allowed? Because you get four division. You get there's seven teams in the playoffs, so you get four division right, winners. And three wild card spots. There you go. There's your wild. Just put that whole division in. I don't even care. You could stop now for the NFC. Well, then again, the Bears, I, Bears and Lions. Yeah, the, the, the Bears and Packers are gonna. Yeah, the, the Bears Packers. and Packers are gonna change it up. And then you have that second team in the South, so it's it's gonna be tough. There might be two teams looking in from that division, not making it. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so NFC standings as of right now, the Bears are the one. Yeah, yikes! I mean, they're playing that, right that, now. That, yeah, that's obviously gonna change. Right, they're playing right now. The Bears are the one they're playing while we're recording. Seahawks. They're down seven three. All right. So Seahawks should back jump back into the one spot. Um, Tampa, Philly are the divisions. Packers, Arizona, are the two wild card spots. Packers are five and one. Cardinals are five and two. Um. What's the- Technically, technically, a half a game out of first place in their division. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. What, what's the last wild card? The Rams, Niners are tied at four and two, and San Francisco's right behind them at four and three. So it's and then Detroit and Carol. Detroit's three and three. Carolina's three and four, and then it's everybody Bears else one... in the NFC East plus the Vikings and Falcons. Yeah, Bears one, Seahawks two, Bucks three. Eagles four, and then Packers, Cardinals, and then the Saints and the Rams are both four and two. So I don't know who. Well, that depends on tonight. If the Rams win tonight, they're winner. Basically, the winner of the NFC East is going to be playing the uh, second place team in the North, or the second place team in the West. Because well, yeah, no, it'll be four versus five. At the moment, they would play either the card. At the moment, they would play the Packers because. The card yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Right, it'll be right. two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. Right, yeah. So they play the top wild card seed, probably the loser of the North or even the Cardinals or the loser of the West. Right. I mean, no offense. Can we just kick you guys out of the playoffs? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, all for it. We'll add the other West team. And, I, no, and I'm, honestly, I'm honestly mad at the Eagles and Cowboys because the, the – Washington and the Giants have no business being still in the conversation of like, oh, well, they're only half a game out or they're a game and a half out when it's like these teams are terrible, you know? And like we predicted, the Eagles are in first place because of that tie. (laughs) In the AFC, by the way, it's Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tennessee, Buffalo in the division leads. Right. Wild card spots are Baltimore, Cleveland, and and the Colts. And yeah. Sounds about right. Dolphins, Raiders, right behind them. That's Chargers, mean. Broncos, Pats. Yeah, I them. haven't, I haven't watched enough Colts to say one thing or the other with Colts, but I've been grasping on everybody else, and that all makes sense. I don't. I, I think I mean, the Ra- I think the Raiders are gonna find a way to sneak in. That's the thing. Outside of the Raiders, so the outside of the Raiders in the AFC, it's kind of it. Like I don't think Dolphins. I think Dolphins are gonna go backwards. Well, let, let's 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 see what happens next week with the Dolphins. Here's an interesting thing, guys. What's your thoughts on Tua coming in at this point? 
Like, I, Fitzpatrick's I, been one of the best players in the league. Yeah, but I think with Fitzpatrick, you know what you're going to get with Fitzpatrick, and it's just like, all right, this year's the year that if we get two on a hot hand, maybe we can go on a streak and have it good for going forward. You, you know what I mean? you got to think this was unless, kind of the same situation. And let's be real. The Bills haven't been playing well the last three weeks. No. So, I'm not on the Bills. I, the Bills are... After right. yesterday, I kind of lost my selling on them. Like, I was in. I was excited for them. Same. But now it's kind of like, are you trying to let the Patriots think they still have a chance of winning the... I, right. That's, I, like... I think that's why they brought in Tua. And then let's see what happens. And well, it's similar to the giant right. Eli year. They were five and four, and they brought it. And Warner wasn't playing bad. Yeah, they just he, knew yeah, what the future was. He wasn't playing great. That it was just like, all right, what are you doing, kind of thing. So it's in that like weird, like you know what you're gonna get a Fitz, Fitz magic, and then like it is what it is, and like let's see what he has. It just sucks that they destroyed the Jets, and then they you put in Tua, and then Tua is starting. You know what I mean? But it is what it. At least it's a he ended it on a good note. I'm intrigued I, to see if they keep a keep him past the trade deadline, Fitzpatrick. And well, B, maybe Dallas, maybe Dallas calls that, them. I, I, don't, I, I said that last week. Why didn't how, how do you not call him if you're Dallas and just be like, yeah, we need him. I think I don't think Miami's going to trade him though. That's the thing. I think no, they I love think so. the idea of him being there to tutor, but which is very fair. But right. I, I think they definitely. I like the move for two reasons. One, really, it's one reason. The whole reason is you're just being realistic about the situation. You know the Fitzmagic's going to fade away at some point. It happens literally every single year. He's going to end up seven and nine, and it, there's no point in wasting a season for seven and nine when you can have a team that is all playing with confidence, and and a guy who I, I was kind of I don't want to say surprised about his comments last week. Because this is a guy who's been around and he knows his role. He knows what he's there to do. I, I didn't think he'd be shocked that they would make this move. But it also very clearly was a plan that you get till the bye week and then we're going to the, guy, the kid. Give him two weeks to prepare and get ready and that's it. So it shows that they're, they're, they have a plan. They want, you know, and they're, they're following the plan regardless of what the season says because they know they're not real contenders. And they're definitely, I don't think, trading Fitzpatrick because even – when he, I first heard his comments, I was like, could this be detrimental? Because he seemed legitimately upset. But it's, he's a competitor. He obviously wants right. to play. But, so I'm not going to read too much into it. He's not going to mope around. And the weirdest gonna, thing is you know, he's – He's do what he, was, he brought there to do. Right, and he's been there before. Right. This is the not his like, first This week. is like his third time doing it. Yeah. So I I like the move personally. Yeah, and the, but I do think they're going to go backwards a little bit. Like, like well, you, way, you would think so, but I think in the long run it's going to be fine. And sure. Tua's going to have his moments, just like everybody's going to get excited about. And like, and and we've seen him Tua do enough like amazing things that we're like, all right, well, like, it, it, you you get intrigued by the, the chance of maybe Tua could be one of those guys that start off hot as a rookie kind of thing. Because he's dynamic enough to do that. So right. we'll see what happens with that. And hopefully he's shown them enough in practice and in um, you know, in the film room 
to be like, we're not just doing this because we have to. Right. Like, he's earned it, I hope. Well, I hope. But he, he, he seems like a good enough guy and good enough teammate and a good enough player that he's obviously going in for the right reasons. I'll be, I would be shocked if like he wasn't prepared or if he didn't start off hot right away, he would get beaten down by it because he, he played it out. Badly. You know what I mean? Like those guys are just bred differently, you know? Right. And like his upbringing is just one of those upbringings. It's just like, right. well, everybody's uh, I just I I don't know if military wise, but they were definitely tough Samoans, and they took okay. no crap for them. Oh, yeah. So like he would get his ass like they publicly said he used to get his ass kicked by his dad. Yeah. So like legit beat like not like a slap on the wrist kind of like, thing like legit okay. Like I'm gonna kick your ass kind of thing like that's been a story. So. I don't know. The Packers look great, so that's good for you guys. Good for you, Ben. So, I mean, it's the Texans, but yeah, I mean, they, I was. See, I know it's just the Texans, but you guys are playing good enough. I know you guys had a rough week against the Bucks, but you needed to bounce back. You have Adams came back firing, and he he lit it up yesterday. So, you got to take it where you can get it, you know. I, I yeah, definitely. But it's and, the like... Bear, and the Bears, their defense is good. Foles is all right. But we all know at the end of the day that Packers are going to win the division. I think so. I, a big thing. Not if um, the Lions get to play the Falcons every week. Yeah. The <laughs> When the Packers have lost under LaFleur, it's been blowouts pretty much every time. But they've also bounced back pretty well. And you have to beat who you, who you need to beat. And the Texans, while they're kind of a mess, are still a talented team. They're right. a team that I thought would give our defense trouble. It didn't give it as much trouble as I as I thought. Right. And I mean, I, the reason I say it was the Texans and and say it like that is because like they just refused to change on what they were doing, like to Devontae Adams. It was literally <laughs> single coverage the entire time, and I'm well, like, well, that, that's dumb. That's just stupid. it was. There was like a third and the the, t- the long touchdown that he threw was like a third and five. And, like, it's just a man coverage. And he had no chance. The guy just had absolutely right. zero chance. And that was without uh, Jones, a running back. Right. So, so that that's a, that's a positive. Without right. Jones and without David Bakhtiari, they were able to handle. I think I, don't, I think he only got – Rodgers only got sacked once. Oh, and, there you uh, go. They were able to contain J.J. Watt, who did not look happy after the game. He was very upset. Yeah, he's he's a beaten man. Him and he's ready to get him out and, there. Yeah, him and Watson, I feel absolutely terrible for. Yeah. Just Bill O'Brien just being awful and just... Speaking of Bill O'Brien, DeAndre Hopkins caught two touchdowns last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Thank God they, they traded that guy away. Yeah, yeah. they, they don't have a first-round pick until uh, Hopkins is retired. And it's just, it's just like, oh, God. And then... Last year was their chance. They had the the Chiefs on the ropes, and they blow a twenty point lead. It's just disgusting. In a quarter, they blew a twenty point lead. That's right. In a quarter, I'm, I was being somewhat positive, but yes, in a quarter. Nice. Yeah. And like, I like Romeo Cornell, but that's not. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, he, he is what he is at this point. Yeah, he is what he is. He's, he's just part- he's just collecting money. He's a yeah. He's a Parcells guy. That's all you need to know about that. 
He's just collecting yeah, a he's paycheck. A he's a dinosaur. Um, but I will say this about a team that's fun to watch right now is Arizona. Talked about oh, Hopkins. Yeah. It's like, been so awesome having uh, Murray as my quarterback in fantasy. He's just he's like, all, all over right. the place. Though. Like sometimes he looks. I know. He has well, no idea what he's doing. But last night, yeah, that fourth down last night, yeah. But like everything else is just like. It's just you don't know what you're going to get, and it's just freaking awesome. I can't wait to watch more, you know what I mean, with him. I was so happy runs, when they flexed that game into that ninth spot. Yeah. The way he, he runs is just so unique that it's like it, – And he's so smooth. He has the baseball yeah. skills with him as well. He's never going to take a big hit. If he does, it's one of those, okay, you, you, gotta hit, you hit me, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he's like Russell with that. You know, you know, one of my favorite parts of the game last night was Russell was running and slid. And Patrick Peterson, who is by the way still one of the best cornerbacks in the league, went to go hit him but held up and they collided. 99% of the time in the NFL, that's a penalty now. Ref just walked over to them, said, be a little bit more careful, and walked away. And and they both just kind of slapped each other on the head type of thing, like good play, good play. Both got right up. Nothing happened. No flag. And it was like, I wish more of the refs would do that. Like, let realize yeah. when the player is really putting the effort into not going all in on this. I think it was just both the all-star call on both players. And it's right. just like, all right, we're not going to call it. Like, I felt bad on one play with Patrick Peterson. He had perfect coverage. I forgot which touchdown it was. He legit had perfect coverage, and he, they still found a way to get yeah. It's just like, there's nothing you can do. This is Patrick Peterson covering him. It's not some it's not some scrub doing it, you know what I mean? What about that last so locket? You can do on a perfect touchdown. throw. And right. that last locket touchdown just lobs it up there. Yeah. They called it a touchdown. They reversed it and they had to challenge it. Collins is where it's like, or I forgot who says it, but like the like, people make fun of that uh, garbage pail throw, and the the, the guy moon was ball. like, that's, yeah, and they're like, that's why they do it. And then a Metcalf with oh, the yeah. old time hustle yeah. play. Oh, that guy's that guy's he's a that that's a that's a that's a. Peewee football video that you show your kid, the kids. Right. Oh yeah, everybody forever. forever. That that play will be forever shown for everybody to forever. Um. Yeah. It's so much fun watching the NFL other than the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice not having any sort of agita, having like waste three hours and watching the Giants play decently and then blowing it at the end of the game. Um. But yeah. We we have to we have to talk about the Daniel Jones uh, tumble. Uh, we would be we would be a missed opportunity to talk about it. Thankfully, the Giants scored four plays later. But oh man, that was just one of those. This is how the season's going, huh? When the end zone's right there, and he just couldn't slow it up just a little bit to just like grab his balance. And he was, was just trying to run too fast, and it sounds dumb, but like. Oh, it was he was like a baby giraffe. fastest runner in like five years. Lamar Jackson. He was running as faster than that was faster than Lamar Jackson's top speed was. Metcalf so. had nothing on Daniel Jones's speed. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, Metcalf was a whole mile per hour faster. That's the craziest thing about it. 
Yeah, I think that was 22, and Daniel was like 21. Yes, yeah. absurd. But another tough loss in Philly. That's what. What else is there to say? They had everything, and then unfortunately, Evan Ingram once again, for whatever reason, just can't make plays again. I, it's so tough because I like him so much. Right. Like he was so cool with us that one day, Stephen, Stephen, and I when we were at the uh, license right. plates guys. Um, Cherry softball. He was so cool with us, so I root for him. But it's just he, and he's so talented. It's, yeah, but he, he just he, keeps. Even though he has one more year with us, he he needs a change of scenery. He might. I don't know. But they already said they're not trading him, which is a smart idea because if you why trade him at his the deadline down. is this week, right? Week eight. Uh, next after next week with the after this. It's week. the Giants Bucks game, election. and then the next day is yeah okay election day. Okay, got it. So, it should be interesting. Quentin Williams really played for someone to call and be like, please, for the love of God, take him. <laughs> he played a good game yesterday. Every time I like did that little slip over to the Jack Ann just to check on it, I felt like he was making a play. Yeah. So, someone yeah. should be trading for him shortly. Um, considering their cleaning house. Uh, for his sake, I hope so. But but here's the thing: like they're cleaning house, right? But let's face it: you're probably going to bring in a new GM. You're probably going to bring in. But a they new don't player. have anything. To well, they're clean. not bringing. The, they're probably not bringing in a new. That's GM. the thing. I think Joe Douglas is keeping his job. But it just he's going to be able to pick a coach. Right. Give him the opportunity. So he's basically going to start creating his team at this point. I think, but it's like. I, I I think I think it's a start over point. I think you you trade Sam at the draft if you, if it's going the way we look looks. You probably you can definitely get a first round pick for him. I don't see why not. And then you take your I don't know quarterback. If you would get a first round. Him. You could probably get an early second with him being young. Maybe a late first of anything. I think somebody will give him a first round pick. Especially New like, England. Now that would like, be a story. Well, there is multiple guys coming out this year, right? Fields is supposed to be a player. Fields, and then there's another guy. There's another... a smaller college. That... Yeah, I don't remember. His... I'm going to try to. And is Mac Jones from Alabama? Is he a senior? No. Okay, so he has at least I don't another think year. so. Because he's basically having the same season as Joe Burrow this moment i saw that somewhere so i don't know if that's factual or not but i, I did see that somewhere and i go yeah well well that's pretty good <laughs> justin fields keep calling him josh justin fields yeah and i'm just trying to see if they have anybody yeah it's it's gonna boil down to justin fields and trevor lawrence. and trevor lawrence yeah i don't think maybe you know anybody else would take so, like, if, again, like we keep saying the Steelers, but, like, that one th- touchdown throw, the first touchdown throw that Ben threw yesterday was, like, 15 years, 15 years ago, Ben making that throw. Like, what the hell? You could still make that throw? How? Trey, Trey Lance from, what, 
quarterback university, North Dakota State. What the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, they, they for State? whatever reason, freed quarterbacks. This it's, is it's ridiculous. The, it's the weirdest thing. They're, it's That's because so it's the only good school that plays in... Like, up there. But, like... It, no. it is weird, though. Go to Ohio State if you're going to go to North Dakota State. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's the thing. It's so small that it's just like that's, the states are so crazy. They're like, all right, I guess I'll go here. Yeah. It's like uh, Brandon Nimmo. It's like, yeah, right. didn't play college high, high school baseball. <laughs> because yeah, but, but that's also the thing. Like, a guy like that goes to Ohio State. He doesn't play. He doesn't get an opportunity. Right, right, right. 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 Go to North Dakota State, you're basically a starter out of high school. Who their coaches or what their system oh, they're, they're running. Set up, their system is, I, for, I forget their system, but their system is stupid. It's like they just breed quarterbacks. Craziness. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But, I, yeah, I think this was all from the Jets cleaning house. I, there's not much to clean, like. Jamison Crowder is a piece that could probably move. Well, he's, he's the only piece, and he didn't play this week. I know. It, was he hurt? What about Robbie Anderson learning other tree routes for him to be, like, one of the top wide receivers in the game this year? See, but this is just another thing of the Jets don't know how to use people. Yeah, but did you really think Robbie Anderson was going to be leading the league in receptions? Like, leading one of the, the league in receptions? No, I think he's a, a legitimate receiver, which the Jets I, really I, didn't. I agree. It's just another... Go go figure, Jets. I mean, also shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. I'm glad. Oh yeah, they're actually been fun to watch. I I've been yeah. like watching. And without McCaffrey. Yeah, and that's all been without McCaffrey. Did you guys see I that? Really like, like... Their kicker missed that like 65 oh. yard field goal by like. He missed by a hair. Yeah. Yeah. It was he kicked it 64 and a half yards. Uh, that, I'm watching it. I'm just like that's going in. That's in. That's in. Dead center. <laughs> I love Joey Sly. He was good for me in fantasy last year. He just drills everything. Um, yeah, I have to play Teddy this week in fantasy because uh, Murray's on the bye. So, yeah, hopefully he plays another good week. I, I really like Teddy. I, I really do. I've always liked him. Jude I mean, loves Teddy. I like the Mithri left the Vikings. He just well, got hurt. Once he got hurt, they were just done with him in Minnesota. They didn't give him the opportunity. Right. It's Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he would have been better off than uh, Kirk Cousins. But... Everybody would have been better off. <laughs> Probably. That's a team that's going to look to trade up to get a quarterback. They they just signed a Kirk Cousins to an extension. Oh, yeah. They only gave him another yeah, year. Think, they only added him to another s- year. But I think they have a – it's like a suicide contract, it's, it, though. His, his contract's fully guaranteed. They can't do anything with it. Yeah, no, it's a suicide contract. They yeah, but it's really only one more year after this. Okay, but that's not. I don't think you trade up for that. I think when you're at that point with with him, you have to go for it while he's there, and then maybe take one in the third round or something like that. It really depends on how the season goes. And also, yeah, like what they're what they where they finish. Okay, but, so he has this year plus the next two years. Yeah, guaranteed. 3031-2022 is fully guaranteed on the third day. So he's got to be on the team on the third league day. So, you know, that, like, May day. and They can sort of cut him in 2022. 
because the, the dead cap would only be ten million dollars. But next year it will be yeah, forty-one million dollars. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I knew there was something like yeah. There's no way they can cut him next year. The, the year after they could. It's possible. So, if somebody's willing to take on his contract after oh. June first of next year, the cap goes down to ten. The dead cap will go down to ten million. We're also um, forgetting the fact that he stinks. Right. Oh well, yeah. Like, <laughs> bad stinks. But guess what? That's a their problem. <laughs> uh, it's a great problem for them to have, to be honest. I enjoy their problem. The S and D podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, so it's getting closer and closer, gentlemen, that Steve Cohen is becoming the owner of the New York Metropolitans. We went through the first set of the first set of uh, voting. And it went pretty clear that there was only one vote against it, which was Jerry Reinsdorf of the White Sox. Um, so he just hates Steve Cohen, right? This isn't a Mets thing. He just doesn't like Steve. I, 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 I guess. I, I can't really – you don't really – they didn't really say. I want to see if I can find something on this. Keep going, Tony. But, but yeah. Um, t- today, apparently, uh, Fred Wilpon uh, – I'm sorry. Jeff Wilpon had a farewell Zoom meeting with all the Met employees and everything like that. Darn. Darn. I didn't get the invite. <laughs> um, but there is one minor, well, I don't know if it's minor or major, but it's the Mets and it's uh, Mayor de Blasio. And we're not saying one way or the other, but he's not the best. <laughs> Let's say it that way. Um, yeah, he, there's one little hurdle left with the sta- uh, the city of New York since it, City Field is technically city property. Uh, they have a final say with the approval of the deal. So they say it's going to go relatively quickly, so that would mean it would be positive for Mets to have Steve Cohen become the owner. But anything could possibly happen, and that's the nervous thing about it, especially on how the city, the city has been ran the last couple of years under de Blasio. Not going political into it, but yeah. If you're living in the area, you know what's going on and you're not living under a rock you know what's going on but um yeah steve cohen's right there we can taste it and hopefully by the time free agency starts he's our owner okay so i mentioned this earlier i had this random thought the other day about this i'm reading the there was an article i think it was newsday that said why francisco landor would be a trade for Francisco Lindor makes so much sense when it comes to the Mets and Steve Cohen's money. Okay. So, naturally, I started thinking back to my life as a Met fan. When has anything ever actually worked out for us? Okay. Other than the <laughs> trade, nothing. And Cespedes, those two trades. Other than that, okay, but no. okay, Vin, think about your 2015 off season after the World Series run. 
What, what do you mean? You were so like, okay, Cespedes isn't coming back. Cespedes isn't oh, yeah. coming back. Cespedes oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was the whole fan base. I, cause they I had convinced that myself weird, that it was that bad weird. for him to come back. Like, we don't need him. <laughs> you stink. <laughs> when we have that, we had that weird loophole, and we're like, "Oh God, we have like six days to sign this." And then he didn't really sign until like a week or two before spring training. Yeah. So um, that that's my that's my that's my worry. Let me put the team on the field next year with with this new team and all this money spent, and let them all be healthy for two or three years. Before I start going into this, okay, now Francisco Lindor broke his leg. Now this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening. Right. We could go spend all the money. We've seen it. But guess what? Until it ha- works on the field, we're still the New York Mets. Yeah. Well, yes. And I, <laughs> there's a lot of hope that just a new person in charge is going to you know, magically make everything better. And there are definitely things that a new owner is going to help. They're going to actually have an analytics department, like, and not just look at how many home runs Jason Bay would have hit, you know, at City Field instead of Fenway, or, like, stupid things like that. Like, the the, just having a, you know, a baseball version, just having a a Fangraph subscription. One guy in a room. With only the trial. Only the trial. No. Yeah, just a free trial one. Like basically what we have. Um, but there are a lot of obviously, like you said, we're it's still the Mets, and there's things that are unexplainable. That it's not really. It was never the Wilpons fault. It was never Ramirez's fault that we blamed forever. Right. We're not irrational people. Right. It was just like David Wright having to dive to tag Carlos Lee with nobody covering third base is nobody's fault but the universe's. Like, or, stu- yeah, Matt Cain beaming him in the head. Yeah. There's no one beaming him in the head. Or, like, Dwayne Sanchez getting everything- in a car accident is not is the universe's fault. Right. The Mets didn't do anything to make that happen. They're just so not it's, a I- lucky team. They're just not a lucky team. Right. Hopefully it changes. I- <laughs> the trade... So this all the trade for Lindor. I, I listen. I'm all, I'm on board with it. Obviously, he's a, a great player. And what it would cost is not as exorbitant as as we would think. It's probably going to look very similar to a Mookie trade, which is like maybe Andre Simenez and Rosario. Uh, probably Rosario too, and another prospect, and and that's it. Which is not crazy, you know. Yeah, you still got to put their shortstop because he's still he's still twenty five, right? Lindor, I believe, yes. And like Ahmed is twenty two, I think twenty three. Like you're giving them the you know multiple young shortstops and a and a prospect. As much as we like, as much as like, as much as we like Rosario, it's not even the same planet. No, it's not. I I. I haven't. I, I'm all over the place with this off season. I part of me thinks they are and they will like give it a year, right? Maybe just go get like that would probably be the most logical thing because they're just starting to. Right. They're starting out owning now. They need a catcher, get Rio Muto, and, and like need yep. and like bring back Strowman and like okay, it's a simple off season. 
Resign Conforto. Okay, that too. But, but again, these are that would have to be extend Conforto, right? Yeah, extend Conforto. He's, he's got still, he's got like the no. Well, no, he still has an arbitration year. Oh yeah, yeah, he's an arbitration year. Him and Noah still have a year left for arbitration. So maybe extend both of them, and then like I would I would give like, Noah a two year contract in the middle of the offseason before instead of going to arbitration. Just be like, listen, you're going to want a lot. You're coming off Tommy John surgery. We're gonna, here's a two-year contract. Get better. And in the, b- before your second season of the contract, we'll re- we'll see where you were at at the end of the season. Right. And see, this is the good thing about the Mets having money now is we're not going to let our, our core guys leave unless it's, like, warranted now. You know what I mean? So that's a good thing for us as well. Yeah, and it's it's also like there is I mean obviously the um salary not cap, I don't want to say cap, but um luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't matter cuz we have yeah, Steve Cohen. No, but like he's not <laughs> I don't think we have to be realistic. He's not going to have a 300 million dollar payroll. Like this isn't And uh, nor nor he should cuz we've right. seen it never work out. But we need it. We need to. We need them to be smart about it. Right. At, at the moment, I'm trying to. But I, 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 I do like the idea of us having the money to flex our muscles on a certain player when we would never have a shot with the old ownership. At the moment, they have uh, seventy-eight million dollars committed to people. Uh, that's not including the arbitration guys. So it's it's basically Degrom, 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 and who else? It's Degrom and Familia, basically. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, oh, and Robbie Cano. I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah, how can we forget him? So it's everybody the, else is cheap. Right. Their their payroll is roughly at like 175 million dollars, and the, with the luxury tax is like two something. They have roughly like 60 to 70 million before they hit the, that that. So that should be plenty of money to bring like. Bring in Real Muto, bring back Strowman, whatever contract extensions. Maybe is, he's going to be asking for so much. I know it's baseball, so it doesn't matter, but it's going to be interesting to see what Real Muto. And then Springer was a name is a name that popped up. I I would I would look into Springer. I know his analytics and everything with center field is diminishing, but yeah. he can't be worse than Brandon Nemo. He can't be worse than Brandon Nemo. I just don't like at that point. Is Brandon Nimmo or JD a, a trade piece for someone else? As much as I like them, yeah. Could because you can't. That's five outfielders then, and only one of them plays center field. Right. Don't and we have Jake have... Marazek? So. Yeah, that's that's why we have to trade <laughs> Nimmo because he has more value. Right, and like, I think Jake Marazek might still be on. Like, I don't know if he's still ever. Does he have like? Like, I don't think he's a free agent. I'll be honest. I don't know Jake Marisic. So... I'm looking right now. He's a free agent, so he's probably not coming back. Oh, okay. So never mind then. I wasn't sure if he had like arbitration years left or whatever. He's a relatively young guy. He's still oh, he's 29. Yeah, so he's not coming back. But like, He is what he is then. He's 29. Having Brandon Nimmo as your fourth outfielder is not, right. the, is not right. perfect, actually. But the thing with Nimmo is you have to use him the right way and if you don't use him as a leadoff hitter he's ne- basically next to 
useless on the team. See, I don't know if I agree. Like, if Nimmo's your first battle... All right, to... all right, let's... let's, if, let's, you let's need a, if you need a base runner off the bench, like, right. he's the guy you want to have to play. But I'm talking about Correct. if you're going to start him. If you're starting Nimmo... Correct. Correct. But uh, as long as there's DH, maybe you put him at the 9, do the double double leadoff, possibly, if the DH comes back next year. But if they're, there's rumors that they're going to bring back the pitchers hitting in the NL, which I think that's just a talking point because they saw how well it worked out this year, and you're giving players extra money to like make more money. It's more fun, and I was wrong. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 and, I, and, I, and I'm not hating on Brandon Nemo. It's just one of those... Just like if we can get a better player than Nemo out at center field, I would be all for it. It's uh, early in his career when he was still a young player, he excelled off the bench. Right. So I don't think like I'm just I'm pulling up a depth chart. And, he, and he's a great team guy, so that alone is huge for him. To, if he was still on the team, great. Right. The, um, okay. So I'm looking at their depth chart. They need a catcher. We know that. Okay, right. first, second, we know. I, I guess the infield you have to just set to be like Jeff McNeil's your third baseman. Yeah, like this. And, and that's it. And and, and gonna... I and I and I've been on the bandwagon for this, and hopefully they realize it as well. Pete as the DH and Dom at first base. I right. think that's how we're gonna get maximum of both those guys' talents going I... forward. So Dom can. No, whoever's playing shortstop, we'll figure that out later. We're assuming in a no-trade scenario, obviously, it's probably Rosario and McNeil. But then, so then you're looking at, it just still has Todd Frazier on it. It's funny. Just laughing at Todd I think, Frazier. no, yeah. Doesn't he have an opt-out or opt-in? He Oops, has an option, I think. Is it him or the team? I think it's the team. That makes sense if it's the team. But I, it's if, worth if, asking. If, if. I mean, if Todd Frazier's back for some reason, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty upset. I'll be completely honest. You're not alone. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, well, let me see if it's here. And then the outfield is JD, the combo of JD and Dom Smith, depending on the uh, pitching matchup slash who's the hot hand. Um, Nemo or Marisnik. And Comfort Owens. So now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, we're getting, again, we get into the weeds here with the Mets like we always do, but like, I wouldn't be upset with JD being your everyday third baseman and McNeil's your everyday left fielder. That yeah, still obviously that's, leaves Nimmo as well, yeah, the opposite. Honestly, I'm, I'm with you with McNeil being in left field. Because like it, he's more natural, he's he's more natural in the left field, and he's not going to make a bonehead play, just because he's better. He's a better athlete than JD. Right. Let's let's just call it what it is. Like we can't have him ideally at second, but so I think left field's the next best spot. And he like he was saying he wasn't comfortable throwing at third base, like and like weird shit like that. Yeah, you can you can tell he wasn't comfortable. He was getting all the the, the errors, especially at the start of the, of the season. As long as honestly, like let's let's like with the Mets young core, the the three the two or three guys that have to stay with the Mets is Pete Pete 
McNeil and Dom Smith. I, I, those are the three quote unquote young. Oh, do you consider? Oh, okay. I, I, Comforto was a given. I consider the four of them like the core. Okay. Comforto was a given, but uh, throwing Comforto, obviously, those are the like, you cannot get rid of those guys. They're two good team guys. It's just, it, I'm, I'm just glad Dom, I know it was a 60 game season, but I'm glad Dom had a good enough season to be like, all right, finally, this is why we drafted him in the first round all these years ago. So, right. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully the Mets put it together finally for once next year. And that would be fun to watch. Cause this is a fun team. There's no reason why we suck this year. The, the freaking Wilpons left Steve Cohen with a $1.5 million buyout of Todd Frazier. <laughs> Sons of bitches. All right, well, that's going to be bought out. So He's going to buy him out, but still, that's just insane. Steve Cohen owns a stainless steel sculpture. Right. That was the same price as Mike Piazza's contract. Do you think right, he I cares saw... about the buyout for Don Frazier? <laughs> I don't think he does, but like, I also don't want to get into this. Like, This team loses like... A hundred million dollars a year. I don't want to get into this, you he know, monopoly it. money kind it, of thing. Like it would be cool to get Bauer, but you and me, Vin, are on the agreement of we probably don't. It will not end well with us. I I don't. Yeah, I mean, we've been through that. I, it's, I, it's the it's the Mets. It's just the Mets mojo, and like we we kind of saw it last week with uh, Strowman, with the whole Yankee talk. That was right. like that was not needed. No. He, he was just talking to Jared Carabas, and that that turned into a Yankee hate Yankee tweet, and then he's still better not going to the Yankees two seasons ago. So it is what it is. He's just very bitter not going to the Yankees. He's him coming to the Mets instead, because uh, Michael K has heard stories, and I trust Michael K more than a lot of people in the business. So yeah, he Michael K has told this story plenty of times that he went on a tangent after he got traded to the Mets instead of the Yankees. So it is proven. So we'll see what happens. He wanted to go to the Yankees, is what we're saying. Right, right. And he, he had like a breakdown in uh, in Toronto that he was going to the Mets. So was he mad at the Yankees? I, I, I don't know. It's the whole thing's weird. The whole know. thing. That's he was weird. like bashing. I do remember cash. that now that you say that. Yeah, he was, like, bashing Cashman and everything like that. And then, like, last oh. week he was like, "Who's I'm better than half the Yankees staff. And then but, everybody just came out and said whatever the fucking rookie, Clark Schmidt. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah. I, I hate. And and, Del, and uh, Garcia. Yeah. And then they were like, what about Severino? And he goes, oh, true, good point. If Severino's healthy, he's definitely better than me. Like, oh, at, least you're, at least you're aware. At least you're or Severino, yeah top of his game sure for the yankees it's going to be interesting to see what they do with tanaka is he up no yeah he's a free agent yeah it's going to be interesting if a team's going to overpay him or he's going to just take whatever the yankees give him i don't know i I, like i I could see it going both ways i think this is because obviously we're going back to the mess starting pitching i could see them trading i mean like using nimo or jd as a trade piece to get a starting pitcher or something. I'm all for it. Because obviously Porcel and Walker didn't get the job done this year, and they're both gone. Yeah, and they basically have two starting pitchers at the moment. You know, we can't – you don't know when Noah's coming back. So it's just Jake and and Peterson at the moment. I mean – And Matt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Matt is probably going to be around. 
And I don't, but I don't think Lugo is going to be a, a starter anymore. I think that was a, just a this year kind of thing. Yeah, I think it was just a circumstance thing. Poor Lugo. So, that's the Mets. I love how we still talk like like a half hour, 45 minutes worth of Mets, even in the deep of all season. We could talk about the Mets at any point, and it would be. It, it would just go on. That's just that's and I, our and I, I, and I blame the Giants. I blame the Giants on that. <laughs> but, but yeah, after after whenever the World Series ends, it's only football until December. So it's gonna be a deep lull for a couple weeks. Thank God, football's football. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like it's so weird. <laughs> like we're I'm seeing like flashbacks of like opening day for hockey and basketball and everything like that. And we're like, right. yep. Like the NBA drafts next month. I don't know if it's the. Well, I guess it's the. What's Why are they taking so long to do the NBA draft? It's it's the NBA. <laughs> it's just the NBA. It's also the weather. Like the weather's still been pretty warm recently. Like it doesn't feel like October. Right. November starts next week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. But, uh, unfortunately, with the NHL, there's no uh, Winter Classic to start off the season. Oh well. No. And there's no All Star game. All Star game, which is. It odd. is what it is. Yeah. I, they didn't officially say when the NBA is going to start. There were rumors that they were going to start on Christmas Day. Like that's their big day every year, anyway. So right. it would make only make the most sense if that was the opening day for everybody. Yeah, it, it seems like both of them are going to go probably shortened season starting in December, January, so they can get back on a schedule that would get them on normal track for the. Well, next. you got to think about the NBA also has the Olympics. This year, so oh, they have okay. to they have to get that season done. Well, that was what they were saying. They said they would go in like the NBA Finals, which I don't think it will happen because they said like the NBA Finals will end like two weeks before the Olympics start. There's no way LeBron's gonna say, "Okay, fine, let's do it that way." Right. It's usually a month before the Olympics on a given normal year, give or take. Because the Olympics is usually around my birthday. Or later in August. But around there, you know what I mean? So, should be interesting. All right, Steve, you want to wrap it up? Anything else, boys? No. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. The S&E Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcasts at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now.